Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Dan Erica, here with my husband, Joe. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of In Due Time. It has been a little while. Uh, things have been just so busy, but it's time for us to get together again and really talk about, share what it is that we've been going through, as we're sure so many others have been going through. So today's topic is Rewind, Reset. And what we're going to talk about today is really the fact that we are at a point now where it's been a little over a month since Rona, aka COVID-19, uh, slammed us into a new reality. And as talks are now emerging about going back to normal and going back to restarting the economy, we wanted to just take a moment and reflect on what these past weeks have meant and what it is that we have learned, what we've observed, and also our plans in terms of just moving forward with the whole reset, how we're looking at life, what we're getting out of this experience, as we're sure so many people are doing as well. <laughs> okay, so... The first thing that we wanted to talk about is the observations that we've had about what's been taking place on this global kind of national level as a result of corona hitting our lives globally. Yeah, I think the last time we talked um, in one of the previous podcasts, I mentioned there was a 30% decrease in air pollution um, in China. But now what I'm seeing is based on my research, is that in Europe there are um, several countries that are approaching 50 or more percent reduction in pollution. In particular, France has seen a reduction of 54% in pollution. Wow. Milan, Madrid, and Rome have seen upwards of 45% or more percent, um, more percentage of pollution reduction. So, I mean, it's the longer we stay in, the longer it's resetting nature, at least from the air pollution standpoint that I've seen so far. Well, there's also, did you, did you notice too, there was also the report that in India, there are certain cities where they're now able to see the Himalayas in a way that they have not been able to see it before. There are people who are, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're saying this is the first time in their lifetime that they have been able to even see the Himalayas from certain cities. We had already mentioned about the fact that the water was clear in, um, in, in Italy, where they were saying that the dolphins were back, right. and then the swans had come back to the rivers. We're also seeing that in, in, in other parts of India, even women have gone back to the way in which they plant the, the, the rice. They sow those seeds. They've gone back to an indigenous way of doing that, where it's old school, put it on your back and throw the rice from your back. So we're seeing that there is this great adaptation to going back to some old ways in terms of human behavior. But then we're also seeing that the earth is responding to corona. So whereas we're looking at it and saying, you know, corona is really killing us and taking us out in huge numbers, which it is, at the same time, because we are confined to our brick and mortar that, that we created, the earth 
has had a chance to heal. Yeah, and, and it's funny you, said, you mentioned something about India. I've also some, this, did some research on China. China is now getting uh, more heavily involved in doing organic farming. Wow. They're actually quadrupling their efforts to do organic farming, um, and that's quadrupled since 1961. And so now they're, they're starting to position themselves as being the top, one of the top four producers of organic goods, um, only trailing Germany, the U.S., and France. And so, and, and they're doing it now based on things they've seen as a result of the coronavirus. Because they want to now have a situation where they're looking not only at the ecology, they're looking at also how they can best serve and provide good food for their people. So when we talk about organic, you want to explain what that is in case there are people who are listening. You know, because you go into the store and you see non-GMO and you see organic and then you hear the reports that say just because it says that doesn't necessarily mean that it is. What exactly does it mean truly when it says that a product is organic? What it means basically is that there's no, um, no or very little pesticides used in the growing of the particular crop. And, and why this is fascinating with China is because China is the biggest abuser of pesticides in the world. And so okay. this move for them is a huge move because since they are the country with the most people, um, they now are deciding at this point in time that they're going to move away from using a lot of pesticides. Chemicals. And chemicals. Yeah. Um, and they're moving toward a more natural way of growing their food. Wow. So when we think about... So, uh, look, here's what I find fascinating about this, right? For so long, we have been hearing about, oh, those weird people, the vegetarians. And we heard about, oh, those very, very weird vegetarian radicals, the, um, the vegans. However... Look at what happened in the U.S. recently, in this past week or last week, when they announced, oh, the, one of the biggest, I think, pork factories, they're closing down. And people are like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, now we're not going to have meat. Really, people? Like, really? So whereas we used to think of vegetarian, even when we were looking at um, in um, Costco, and we went into BJ's and we're looking in Costco's, and we're seeing that there are more plant-based products, like plant burgers, okay, that they didn't have that before, okay, we're vegetarians, if we did not see plant burgers, you saw vegetable, you know, meatless burgers, you saw vegetarian burgers, but now you're seeing more plant-based burgers. Yeah, and so I think that <laughs> what people are going to start to realize is that the more that you understand that nature provides everything you need. Yeah. Um, and to be able to go back and utilize that yeah. will allow people to start to realize if nature's giving this to you, there has to be a means for us to give back. That's right. That's right. And so um, that's something that will, I hope, that when people come back from this uh, coronavirus situation, this will be part of their new norm. Well, so speaking of new norms, I think that right now, because, you know, I just did a workshop 
on this for, for an organization doing a training session with them. And I know that one of the things that people are very concerned about is the unknown. You know, what is it going to look like after this? Because there is no, there is no time frame in which we can say on this date, everything will now go back to normal. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the concerns. But in one of the reports that I was listening to this week, there was a very interesting observation that was made. And they said, you know, listen, remember at the time of 9-11, how many people now traveling realize or remember that before 9-11, TSA, going through TSA was not the way that it is now. Yeah, and I I was one of those people. I used to travel 48 weeks out of a year. um, And there's only 52 weeks in a year. For those who didn't know. So, so, <laughs> so I mean, it was a time where when I had a, a bottle of water, which would be, in most cases, 32 ounces or 50, 50 ounces, all you would have to do is just drink a little bit from it and then walk through security. Because all they cared about whether, you know, what you had in the, in the, in the bottle was actually water. Right. Um, right. And then there was no taking of shoes off. There was no exactly. no limitations in terms of certain items. You didn't have the ounces, three ounce, three three ounce thing. Ounce, it's yeah. like, oh, it's got to fit in this bag. No. It's got to be three ounces of liquids. So w- what we're saying is when we think about how these things that we now consider to be so normal, that's really what we're moving to. You know, it's, it's because we don't know what it is and because in leaving what leaving behind what you know and going to change, not everybody can do that transition comfortably or easily. For some people, the unknown and leaving their comfort zone is a traumatic thing. And so what we're saying here is remember how much, if you not even remember, but think about how much of what is now commonplace in our day-to-day lives that wasn't commonplace before. It came as a result of a huge event i.e. 9-11, and this is even bigger than 9-11 in terms of the numbers of people that it's impacting, right, around the world because there are so many lives. At this point, unfortunately, we're at a stage where we have lost more lives to COVID-19 than we have in 9-11. And up up until this point, 9-11 for the USA was the most devastating, right, Mm -hmm. event in, in recent history. So it's important when we're thinking about, well, how's it going to look? And I'm really scared and I don't really know. No, calm down. There are things that are going to be everyday norms. And for those who are very young children right now, it's going to be everyday for them. They're not going to know any other way of being. Right now, there are teenagers and kids who don't know any other way of going through security at the airport, but to take off their belt, throw out their water and have three ounce (laughs) you know, three ounces of fluids. So pay attention to the details. Pay attention to the things that are unfolding and that are coming to us in terms of downloads or messages. There are some people who have been sharing that they're actually able to hear more. They're hearing messages. They're hearing voices. You know, when you say voices, people think you're absolutely crazy and you're nuts. No, that's not the way it is. It's actually that as you are observing these unfoldments and developments that are taking place with nature, you're seeing the birds. We were talking about that in terms of just the birds that we're seeing outside in the trees and birds that we've not seen before here in New York City. We're seeing that. They had a report where they were talking about 
um, the wildlife that's coming out. Spring is, is it here or is it coming? It's here. We're in spring now, right? Okay. So, you know, where I come from, we don't have all these seasons. So now you have the emergence of spring. You have the animals who have been hibernating, who are waking up, but we're seeing more of them. People, this is nature. We have stepped back and again, we have occupied their space. And by us stepping back, the air is clear, the water is clear, they can breathe more easily, they are now able to go back to an environment slowly before we go back and disrupt things. They ha are now getting back to that feel of the earth that they had before we intruded. Yeah, and I, and I think it's even bigger than that. I think that um, we are now empowered to develop that new norm. And what I mean by that is, it's now that we've been, um, quote-unquote, quarantined, we've now been able to work on our relationships, we've been, which will allow us to then understand better from a humanity standpoint how we should be moving forward in, after this change. And so it, it is part of now the interplay with how we communicate among ourselves in our relationships, the interplay with nature and the environment that will now put this planet more on an equilibrium to where it should be in the universe. And, you know, here's the thing about that. Do people even realize that that's what's happening? Do people even realize the space that we're in? Do they even realize how things are unfolding and how things are developing? Here's what I mean by that. When we're looking at what we should be spending this time doing, how many of us are actually doing it? When we're talking about this is an ideal time for us to focus on our relationships and focus on each other, how many of us are actually doing that? Are we really using this time to focus on each other? Are we really using this time to build relationships? Are we really using this time to change the, the flow and the dynamics of the relationship that we have. And not that the relationships were necessarily bad, but we now have an opportunity to focus on each other. And in our quest to now go outside, I want to go outside, I want to go outside. Are we running away? Or are we now going to take this feeling of getting to know you and getting to know all about you with us when we go outside? Are we going to take them with us or are we just going to brush this off as, oh, that was then and I'm going to go back to the way that it was. Because that's a danger. The earth doesn't want us to go back to the way we were treating the earth. And we shouldn't go back to the way that we were treating each other. Yeah, I mean, we're in a situation for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the reason is change needs to occur. And change needs to, needs to occur at every level. At the individual level, at the local municipality level, at the state level country level, continent level, and worldwide level. And we need to take the opportunity to seize that moment to make those changes. It's really important that people really look, and those are the small details that we're saying to them, look at the details. 
Look at the details. Look at what is happening. Look at what it is that you're truly being, being forced to focus on mm -hmm. and respond to that instead of looking at TV and listening to media and responding to those big things that are happening out there. Because here's the thing, you have no control over those big things that are happening, but you have total control over the little things and the day-to-day -day things that are happening in your life. Look at those details. That's what people need to be focused on. And when you start to do that, you realize that what you are transitioning to is not so much an unknown. Like you just said, this is an opportunity for us to create, to truly have a hand in creating it. And the reason that I think, you know, I, I look at this period as the reason that we had to be put into this position of being confined and isolated was because we had to focus. When you're busy commuting, going to work, going here, going there, hopping on a plane, hopping on a train, going from one place to the other. You do not have time to focus on those things that are really important because at the end of the day, there is not a man or a woman who has died who said, you know, I wish I'd spend more time at work. I wish I'd spend more time on the train. You know, I wish I'd spend more time commuting. That's not what you wish. Instead, you say, I wish I'd spent more time. Well, guess what? Bit a bit, but a boom, your wish has been granted. Accept it, embrace it, and use it wisely. Yeah, I mean, we have a situation here where we may have, we, and I'm not saying um, my beloved and I, because we don't have small children that are, uh, that we need to worry about, but people are allowing. Give thanks, give thanks. We're allowing <laughs> our small children to be more influenced and raised by social media right. and content that they find on their devices. Yeah. Okay, this is the time now to say, hey, wait a minute, time out, stop. Put it down. Okay, now you, as a parent, need to be more involved in raising your child. Yes. Do not delegate that to some electronic device or some other entity that's not looking out for your child in the best interest. Yeah. So this is a stop moment. Take a look. Understand that you need to have those human relationships with, with the people you care about. Absolutely. There was something that was interesting with... Um, Cuomo, uh, when he had his daily uh, talk address, and he said he has adult children. I think they're like twins that are 25, and he has a 22 or 23-year-old. And he said he regrets now. He now realizes as a result of having to spend so much time with them. Yes, he's still the governor of New York, but he's also, too, in a situation where his movement is limited. And so he now realizes how much he has missed because he has gone from just saying, you know, hey, they're adults. If you need me, call me. I'm here for you. And, and now he says they've had a, a chance as a result of spending more time together to really have deeper conversations. And so what, we're, what, what I'm saying is look at him and his position and how much responsibility he has. And for him to recognize just by going, you know, my just saying, hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. Hey, you need anything? Now I'm good. All right. And he kept going. He didn't have time for those detailed conversations. We tend to do the same thing with each other. You know, hey, I'll see you later. All right. Okay. You know what? I came home. I'm tired. Don't have time to talk. Don't have time to share. Well, guess what? Now you're going from the bedroom to the living room, from the living room to the kitchen. Your, your space is smaller. So you do have more time. Use it wisely. Use it wisely. You do not know. We didn't know in December that this time was going to come. We don't know what October or November is going to look like. We know what right now looks like. 
Use it wisely. Yeah, and, and using it wisely is one thing. Coming out of this is making sure that there's some kind of annuity yeah. with what you've learned. Yeah, with the good the, stuff. With the good stuff. Yeah. And, and continue to maintain that because one of the things that I, uh, my wife and I talked about was the fact that there's been a lot of emphasis on the, um, the frontline people. And, and deservingly so because yes. they're laying their, their, their lives on the line. Yeah. When this is over, is that going to go away? Because they're still laying their lives on the line. They've always been laying their lives on the line. That's just the thing. And I'm not saying, look, those, those um, nurses, the people in the hospitals, the doctors, all of those individuals, they have always been doing this. I think it is a shame that we only choose a time of crisis to truly recognize and acknowledge the work that is being done. We should have this acknowledgement and appreciation on an ongoing basis and just respect and acknowledge and be thankful for all of these professions, for all of the work that these individuals do, you know, for the ambulance that shows up, for the hospital, the doctor, the nurse, the assistant nurse, the dentist, for all those people who now, okay, I can't go to the dentist because unless it's an emergency, they're not going to see me. I can't go to the podiatrist because unless it's an emergency, even if it's an emergency, I may just have to, you know, deal with it until we reopen. Little things. Yeah, I mean, if I had my way, I would have a holiday for first responders because, yeah. I mean, it's a job that I know I would have a difficult, difficult time doing. And I'm I know so, I couldn't do it. I know I'm so thankful that they're there. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm glad that they can because I, for real, for real, no joke, that is not something that I could do. So, yes, I am truly grateful in a multitude of ways that, yes, they can because I sure as heck cannot. Ain't no way in the world. So, yes. It's really important that we recognize each other and recognize them. And again, we want to take this opportunity to say to all the nurses, all the doctors, all the EMS, all the EMT, thank you. Not only thank you now, thank you before this, thank you especially during this, and absolutely thank you after this because you're still going to be fighting disease. You're still going to be fighting those who are falling and they don't know why. In terms of what's going on with them, they're falling ill and they may, we may not be able to recognize this. That's also another thing. We don't have a cure for coronavirus. We don't. So when people are going, okay, well, not as many people are getting sick, but do you know if when we go start going back out there and interacting with each other again, is someone who... Is someone who has had it, can they get it again? They don't know the answer to that, although there are reports coming in from some countries that people who had it before are getting it again. And they also don't know, look, for the numbers, the huge numbers of people who had symptoms and they said, hey, it sounds like you may have COVID-19, but don't come in. You weren't tested positive for it. Mm -hmm. So when they're giving these numbers around who is impacted and who has it, this is personal. It ain't got nothing to do with CNN, ABC, Fox, ABC, NBC, or any of them. This is, this is my view on this. Those numbers are skewed. The numbers are skewed because you have an, a number of people who are what they call it asymptomatic where they're, they don't show any symptoms, but they, they do have it. You have people who are sick and who haven't been tested, so they can't positively, definitively say, yeah, I had COVID-19. I had corona, the coronavirus. So those people are not included in the people and the huge numbers that we're seeing in terms of people who've tested positive. So I, quite frankly, yes, the numbers are high, but I also think the numbers are skewed. 
and you can present those numbers any way that you want to and make them work for you. You're a mathematician, you know that. You can make numbers work any way you want to in your favor. Yeah, and we've already seen evidence of the fact that China just reported that they have double the amount, I mean, 50% of... 50% more deaths than they have reported earlier. Of course. And, 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 yeah. that, and that could easily have been done by either they said, okay, we didn't count these people as having the coronavirus. I mean, we don't know. Again, numbers, when, you, when you're doing statistics, you, you tend to want to come up with a specific outcome. Yeah. And so you can always skew the numbers to come out to a specific outcome. We, we don't know if we're getting all the valid information and all the valid data that we need to assess where we're at. So all we can go by is what's being presented. But a lot of us know, and we feel in our heart, that something is not right. And your heart don't lie. Your heart don't lie. No, something's not right. Because, for example... All right, May 30th, right? Memorial Day weekend is the weekend like America's official kickoff of summer. All of a sudden, if we look at this pattern, we had oil prices. There's going to be a glut. So there, the oil prices are, are, are whatever they're doing with the market with the oil, right? They're going to be producing less barrels of oil because now that there are less cars, what was already produced, there's not such a need for it. So they're going to reduce the amount less of demand. oil, right? Yeah. There, there's less demand. So you're looking at now they're saying, so that was one week that they announced that. Then they said, oh, gas prices, it, it's possible we may see gas for a dollar. When is the last time we saw gas for a dollar? Back in 1990s, the early 90s, right? So there's that. Now, all of a sudden, you put those two things together, and we start to hear, oh, the numbers are dropping. Oh, there aren't as many people who are sick. Oh, there aren't as many admissions to the hospitals oh, you know what, we can actually start going back outside. It's a political game, right? It's a political game, and there are agendas that others in power are trying to meet. They have their own agendas. So what I'm saying to people is be aware, stay diligent, look at all the pieces, process it as it directly impacts you. Because now Memorial Day weekend is coming up, like I said, it's a kickoff of summer, and look at that. We've now got people who they have stimulus checks. They're getting their unemployment checks. Um, they have money coming in. There's nowhere for them to spend this money. Gas is going to be a dollar or so, right? So that's going to be a big plus. You've got car dealerships saying, hey, buy a car. Interesting. They want you to buy a car. Now you ain't got no job. But buy a car and we'll take care of your payments for 120 days, you know, 90 days. You've got all these a wonderful wonderful, amazing deals taking place, and you've got the start of summer. So it's no, hmm, wow, all of a sudden now the numbers are dropping, which will be the comfort level that they know we need to hear that so that we will be more comfortable going back outside so we can start spending money. But be careful. Everything is not always as it seems. And if it doesn't feel right to your gut, chances are it ain't because your gut don't have a lot. No, and, and, and that's, what, that's what we're saying here. We're saying that everybody feels something. At least I hope everybody feels something. Yeah, that's true. They do. They do. <laughs> um, you, I think what you need to do is start to craft, and, and this would be one of the challenges I would have people take on as a result of our conversation here, is that what is, you have the power, if, you have the power, I'm not going to say if, you do have the power 
for your new norm. Yes. Okay, what is it going to look like? Given the time that you now have been quote-unquote quarantined, you and keep saying "quote unquote" quarantine. You don't think people are really quarantined? People are walking out. People, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you know that's New York. Yeah. They don't even know what six feet. That's all over is. the country. You see people doing the conservatives doing that stuff. But, so. but you know, at least they seem to know how far six feet is in New York. It's like it's two inches. That ain't six feet. No, but that's beside the point. Okay, fine. So, so the whole idea Start is that comes. at some point during this time, things have come to you. Things have been presented to you whether you wanted to see it or not. Yeah. And so now you're going to eventually walk out that door of wherever you live again, and the world is now different. But now you have a hand in changing what your norm looks like now because it can't be the same norm. If you try the same norm, then you might as well stay in the house. Don't even come back outside. Okay? <laughs> if you didn't change because of this, then you need to get your... Your post checked to find out whether you're really alive or not. Back it up, back it up, back it up. Get back in the house. So I'm saying when you step out, decide on what your plan is for your new norm. How do you want it to look? How do you want it to look? What start, are you going to do? Start jotting down, journaling. Okay, these are things I've learned on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. This is what I want to incorporate and into this my is, life. This is what I want to incorporate. Yeah. And, then, and this is what I want to take out. As my new, yeah. This is what I want to bring in as my new norm, my new routines. And this is what I want to eliminate. You are crafting how you want that to look. Mm. And this is your opportunity to do that. And it's not up to anybody else. It's up to you. You know, there, there, there's not that destruction of, well, I had to do it that way because so-and-so was doing it that way. You have no idea what the hell do de boop so-and-so is doing at their house. Because you're not at their house. You're at your house. Right. So this is, uh, this is where... It is a wonderful opportunity to come out a new you. The earth is regenerating. You can do the same. And this is an ideal opportunity and time for you to do that. So you're saying that the challenge that we have for our listeners is what's their new norm? Mm -hmm. How are they crafting it? How is it going to look? Well, do you have any new norms that you're taking out of this? Well, what are they? I got them journaled down. But Okay, but you're not going to share them? Not now. Why not? Because it's still forming. The quarantine isn't over yet. Well, the I'm, quarantine doesn't have to be over to, to share, though. I'm observing so I can come up with the right list. You know what? I, I, what? <laughs> so, so, okay. I, well, well, we don't know when this is going to be over, so when you go share what the new norm is? In due time. Oh, <laughs> and you all wonder why I don't eat TV. I got Joe. <laughs> and you know what? There you have it, right there. But about what more can I say? I don't even know where that came from. As much as I try to get him to be like, okay, honey, what are we gonna talk about? He always drops these these little gems. All right, so. I, along with, I guess, the public will find out what your new norms are going to be in due time. Look, at the end of the day, it's good that we can laugh together. We hope that all of you are laughing with each other, too. Uh, We especially want to give a wonderful acknowledgement to... um, to those who have really young kids at this time, uh, uh, an associate of ours, Cedric, just wanted to say hi to you and the new baby girl, that it, this, is, this is a very, very 
different time in which new life is being brought into this world and having that opportunity to just be home with them during this period of time as trying as the circumstances may be it is still an absolutely wonderful and amazing thing so for others who may have newborns out there congratulations this is wonderful um, great sharing that will be taking place with you and the wife and the new baby for those who would like to share your challenge unless you happen to have a Joe like I do where it's like no I'm still working on it please send us an email we would absolutely love to hear from you please send the email to info at dnerica.com that is I-N-F-O at D-I-A-N-E-R-I-C-A dot com what you're sharing is, what are your new norms going to be? Also, if you haven't yet come up with your list <coughs> of those new norms. I got my list. I don't know. But you're could. not sharing. It's not finalized yet. Oh. So you can't share on the way to finalization. In due time. As <laughs> I was saying. Okay, so um, for those who don't have their list and it's not yet finalized, but you have come up with some old school ways of doing things that you have reverted to. You have gone back to that old way of doing things. If you haven't been able to go to the hairdresser, for example, and get your hair done, and you've had to resort to doing it yourself, what are some of those old school ways that you're doing it? If you can't go get your eyebrows done where you're not able to get it waxed, what are some new ways that you're, or some old ways that you're adapting? So this is a wonderful time for a combination of new things and then bringing back some of that old school way of doing things. Again, we would love to hear from you. Please send us an email, info at dnerica.com. It has been a pleasure. It's always wonderful sharing time with you. Thank you for taking this time to be with us. And until we meet again, and I know that we will, take care. Bye-bye.